Discover the hidden Israelite ancestry of some of the most powerful nations on earth. Watch as scripture unveils the terrifying future of America and Great Britain as revealed through the sabbatical and jubilee years. Discover the identity of Assyria and its role in this final jubilee cycle. Learn of the pending judgments that are to be soon poured out as a result of transgressing the sabbatical years. Sighted Moon. Welcome to SightedMoon.com. I'm your host, and this is Joseph Dumont. And today I have a special guest with me. Finally got all the internet kinks worked out, so I have on here Don Johnston. Are you there, Don? This is not Don. This is Keith. Kevin. Not Kevin? Keith. <laughs> not Don, not Kevin. I'm Keith. Well, it doesn't matter. I can call you whatever you want. It doesn't matter, does it? Well, I kind of like to hear my name since that's what I was given. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know about you. If I called you Bob, I don't know if you'd feel too good about that. The point I'm trying to make here with the brethren, I have Keith Johnson on the line with me, and I'm excited to have him on. And I want to talk to him about the name. And the reason I've been messing up his name and he's got me calling me Bob is because it does make a difference, in, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, at least that's the way I feel. I don't know how you felt if I called you Bob. <laughs> well, a couple of years, well, no, that's just more than that. A few years ago, you gave me a manuscript to read that when I came down to watch you and uh, uh, that guy, that Nehemiah somebody, <laughs> Nehemiah Gordon yeah. talked down here in London, Ontario. And I came down to watch, and you gave me this manuscript, and I read it, and you blew me away. But mm -hmm. I had this big hang-up at the time. I could not bring myself to say Jehovah because it sounded too much like the Jehovah Witnesses. And it took me a long time to get over that. And finally, I, I managed to start saying Jehovah. But I want to talk to you today because a lot of people got a different idea about how the name goes. And I only just found your book after looking for it for the last six months. I only just found it here last week by accident. And I've reread it here last week, and I love it again. But I want you to talk to the brethren a bit about the name. Why is the name important, and why should we care about it? Can you answer that? You know, it's, it's yeah, it's interesting, Joseph. First of all, I'm really glad that you mentioned the history of this whole thing because a lot of people, um, unfortunately, get caught up on as soon as they heard you say that, uh, they they might want to turn off the the radio or turn off the a recording because they're going to say this is uh, something to do with this as, as you said it Yehovah. Uh, 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 if we look at it in the manuscripts we see a little bit of a different um, accent and that sort of thing but I, I, I would like to uh, back up a little bit and talk about why it was that I gave you that manuscript and why you're going to give an opportunity for people that are listening to get their own manuscript where they can study themselves and come to their own conclusions. That's probably the biggest thing, Joseph, that I hope that in the end of our conversation, uh, we will get to the point where we can say to people, here's the information now. Understand it for yourself and see if you can imply it in your life. The whole thing that I do, and I think you know about SetinMoon.com, is I challenge everybody to prove, prove it for themselves. Prove all things is our model. And 
I challenge people, you know, I'm going to tell you some stuff and if you don't like it, go and prove me wrong or prove me right. And I get a lot of people mad, but frankly, Scarlett, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> and yeah. I, that's what I'm hoping you're going to do here. Challenge the brethren that are listening to this podcast to go and prove this for themselves and give them the tools, give them the information where they can do this. So that's what that's what I'm yeah. all about. And I thank you for doing that. Well, you know, it's interesting. We When we met some 2000, I want to say it would have been 2010, 2011, actually, Joseph, in the uh, winter of 2011, uh, we were invited to Ontario, Canada to speak, uh, Nehemi and I. And what was interesting was is that we were, we had written, we were written a book together called A Prayer to Our Father, Hebrew Origins of the Lord's Prayer. And this has now become quite a famous argument that we had. In the book, Nehemiah was being politically correct, and when it came to the issue of the phrase from Yeshua, when he said, Yit Kadeshim Ka, your name be sanctified, I said to Joseph, I said to, I said to Nehemiah, I said to Nehemiah, in the book, let's tell them what the manuscript says. And, and he, we argued back and forth, and he said, well, let's not get into the issue of pronunciation. We will, we will give both options, whether it be Yahweh or Yehovah. Uh, let's not get into that. So after the book was done, and after we did our tour, I was challenged, Joseph, in a very personal way uh, to have to do something on my own, which, uh, to be honest with you, I had fear and trembling. And what it was is that I was challenged to bring the information that I had learned over the previous years, partly through my um, interaction with Nehemiah, partly through uh, looking at manuscripts that were available, that were even available for you uh, to look at, and as a result... I went back to him, Joseph, and I said, Nehemiah, I think that we need to do something specifically on the name. And he said, Keith, uh, it's controversial for you to bring and me to go, you and I to go together as a Jew and a Gentile. It's controversial to talk about the Hebrew origins of the Lord's Prayer, but there's one thing we cannot do without causing major controversy, and that is to address the issue of the name. And he told me <laughs> in Colorado, he said, you're on your own on this one. <laughs> and so... <laughs> So I, I actually, uh, Joseph, went back home uh, to Charlotte and had a time of prayer and fasting, and I, I really mean this, I was arrested uh, to put together something that would be a combination of good information with good inspiration so people can have their own revelation on the name. And that ended up being the manuscript that I handed you. I handed 500 of those manuscripts around to people around the world and asked them to read it and give me their comments after I got all the comments back. I synthesized uh, some of the concerns people had and came up with a book called uh, um, His Hallowed Name Revealed Again, which now is in its third printing. And um, you are, that's the book that you're talking about. And, and that's what I'm hoping. This is not a book-selling interview. This has to do with no, but, that but remnant that's listening. Yeah, the limit that listening that, that may need this information for themselves. I want the people to get your book. It's an awesome book. And... Like, I've just read it again here last week, and the stuff that, you know, there's, there's little gems in here all the way along that I'm just sitting there, wow, that, that I'm, how come I didn't get that the first time? So, what, yeah. 2011, yeah. you said I got the book, so this is, what, seven years later, or six years seven later? Seven years later, and yeah, which is not unlike a lot of people, Joseph, it takes time. Yeah, and I'm reading it again, and I said, wow, there's another, well, Torah Pearl, okay, another yeah. Pearl. Um, and I just, it's just amazing. And that's why I wanted to talk to you, and I was excited that you agreed to do this. So please, 
you, I, I interrupt you. Too. Have you finished that part? Because there's some things I want to get to, but where do you want to? Yeah, I want you to go ahead and ask me, but I want to say one thing to the people that are listening. I, I am sensitive to uh, the struggle. Uh, one thing I will tell you before you ask me any questions is that I had a very simple issue. Um, I kept going to people asking them, uh, could they tell me anything about the name of God? And they kept saying three things. Either it was too holy, too pronounced, too powerful uh, to, you know, to, to, to have, or too profound to understand. And it wasn't until I was in Jerusalem across from the place where God placed his name forever, which is in Jerusalem above the, above the Temple Mount where he placed his name forever, that I asked that question to Nehemiah Gordon. And I talk about this in the book. And that led us on a journey where uh, I literally had an encounter with God's name. And as a result, that's the book. That's what you have as a testimony that with really I, what I think is some amazing information. Okay, so let's address what you just brought up. Um, not being able to say the name because it's too holy. Yeah. Like, because, you know, you've got a lot of sections in here in this, manu- in this book that tell us that we're, we are to call upon name. But if you don't know the name, who are you going to call upon? Lord? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that is really, uh, is probably as uh, disheartening to me as really anything, is the, the translators' decisions that they made. They're not based on biblical understanding, biblical truth, or a command from God, but rather were based on a, an agenda that I think is really quite um, concerning. And that agenda being, uh, we're not going to give you access to the name that's 6,828 times in the Leningrad manuscript, 6,827 times in the Aleppo Codex. Uh, we're not going to give you access to that name because it's too holy, it's too powerful, it's too profound. And tradition in Judaism says you shouldn't have it, so therefore Christians went on to take that same tradition, though they throw some other Jude- Jewish traditions out. And, and basically that's the only reason that we have not had access to the name. So but, that's why this has become so important. But does God tell us not to call on his name, or does he say that we should call exactly. on his name? It's, it's, the, it's the exact opposite. Throughout Scripture, from the very second, early in the second chapter of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 4, all the way and through Malachi, we find this name on every, literally, every page of the Bible, sometimes as many as seven times, four times, three times, but 6,800 28 times in the Tanakh, it's there, and over, you know, he talks about swearing in his name, calling upon his name. He introduced himself in Exodus 20 by his name. He didn't say, I am God. No, he said, Anochi Yehovah, and he put the, uh, the first thing they heard coming out of Egypt was his name. He, he announced it, he introduced himself, and throughout, that, throughout the Tanakh, he gives us example after example after example where he's calling his people to understand who he is through his name. And prophetically, it says in the end he's going to cause us to know his name anyway, and I think that's why we're on the phone right now. Uh, there are people all over the world who are awakening to this, um, this idea, and they're doing something radical, Joseph, and that's what this book is about. They're sitting down, looking at the information, and saying, wait a minute, why have I not known this? And eyes are being opened, ears are being opened, and hearts are being softened, and that's what happened to you, and that's what happened to me, and people all over the world. So I'm excited that you're doing this, and I'm excited that people are interested, but I hope before judgment they would simply do one thing, slow down, as Moses had to do, at the burning bush, and take a second look. And if you do that, you're going to have an encounter with his name, 
that I guarantee you, if you if you're willing to go through the process, will change your life. I got well. I think you know, but it this book and what you showed me changed me. And yes. uh, <laughs> I I got. Well, let me tell you this. I've you know I've written a few books myself, and I've yes I've used the name in those books, and because yes. I've used that name, certain people won't read that book. And they'll yeah. open it up and they'll close it. So, so I want to make sure the brethren understand you're advocating that we should use the name. That when we say, well, here's my challenge. Okay. Here's my challenge, Joseph. Is that is that you know one of the things that I did? I did this publicly. I've done it on television. I've done it by radio, and I'll do it here. I've challenged people by using the sources that we have, which are the Hebrew manuscripts. Give me any other possible name that exists in the Hebrew manuscripts, other than the name that we have found more times than you can imagine, which is the name yud heh vav those are the consonants with the, with the vowels we get, Yehovah. Now, I've challenged people, even other scholars, quote-unquote, who say, no, it should be this, that, or the other. I say to them, please show me in any Hebrew manuscript another possibility for the name. So here's the answer. If you and I stand before the creator of the universe and he says, so why did you teach people uh, the pronunciation Yehovah will say, well, that is what we encountered in what was left for us, the legacy of the Hebrew, Hebrew scriptures, and we didn't find anything else. Could it be something else? Absolutely, why not? Now, by grammar, there's certain rules to grammar. It can't be certain things based on how the Hebrew language works. We talk a little bit about that in the book. We talk about the translation issues. We talk about um, what the manuscripts say. We talk about... Uh, why it's important, all these issues. There's only one chapter on pronunciation. It just so happens that that chapter ends up being an, an awesome answer to the process of looking in the Hebrew manuscripts. Now, let me say this before we go any further. People say, well, I don't know what the Hebrew is. I don't understand it. You know, there is a process that we help people go through. I don't know how many footnotes, 200 and some footnotes, and where we actually print some of the letters in there. But here's my challenge to the brethren that shut the book. If you say it's something else, please give us the source. What we're doing is giving people the source. The most important Hebrew manuscript that we have in our possession today is the Aleppo Codex. It's there. In the Leningrad Codex, it's there. Since uh, we wrote the, well, this book was written, Nehemiah and I had found two other, other books, the Damascus Crown, Cairo Codex of the Prophets, but now he's on a journey, and I hope that you could get him on to talk about this, he's on a journey now, he's talking all over the world about it, that he's found, I think it's some, you know, 15, 20 manuscripts where the name Yehovah is there. So he's, he's going to be putting that information together. And like I say, I hope you get him on, on, on your, um, your podcast here. But the point is, there is not, that we know as of today, another option other than the one that is written. If someone has another option other than they had a dream or someone told them and they think it's this or that, I just have to be honest, Joseph. Um, I feel more confident today than when I wrote, wrote the book that at least what we know today is that in the Hebrew manuscripts, his name is pronounced Yehovah. That's as simple as it gets. <laughs> okay, so now, just so the brethren know, and I know what Keith is talking about, at the bottom of almost every page in this book, he's got the, the pronunciation of the name and what it means. And I found that amazing, and I'm struggling and, I, and I, I'm ashamed of it, but I'm struggling to try and figure out how to read Hebrew and trying to be able to speak it. And 
I don't know what it is, just old age or stupidity. I just can't get through some, some things sometimes. But I appreciate what you've done in this book. You've written out the Hebrew letters. You've put in the pronunciation of those letters. And then at the bottom, you've put what the, the name meant. And, and yeah. I just found that so helpful. Um, it was great. Yeah. But now, you've thrown down a gauntlet here. And I want to pick up on it a little bit because this is one of, you know, there's a couple of things I want to catch Actually, there's three things, uh, three more things. The grammar rules. And this is one thing, yeah. it took me a long time to get this one understood and figured out and then get past my own prejudice and my own hypocrisy. But the grammar mm -hmm. rules, and if people would take and look at the different names, and you do this in the book, why is the first, why is it ye, Y-E, ye, at the mm -hmm. beginning of his name and not ya? or you, mm -hmm. or yo, or, or something else. Why is it that? So let me give it, let me give the simplest, and, and I, I'll tell you one thing, Nehemiah, that he wrote, the, he, wrote a, he wrote a preface at the beginning of my book. We had a big conflict when I was writing the book. He said he just struggled, struggled with wanting to, you know, to read it, because, you know, it's like, man, you know, we went through this process together, and he wasn't sure when he was going to begin writing. And by the way, since then, he's written a book, Shattering the Conspiracy of Silence, which I'm, talks about his own testimony and walk. Another but great let book. let me just say that, and yeah, I, I, I cried when I read that. that one, too. Yeah. Let me, let me just say this, is that um, a lot of times people get tripped up over the technicalities. What I did in this book, and it's Hollywood Name Revealed Again, I wrote it for two groups. One, for the scholar who says no way, and two, for the layman who says I don't understand. And, and in doing that, I gave depth for the people that wanted to go further. I don't know how many notes, how many uh, issues that we dealt with, the grammatical issues, but I wrote it really for the layman that says, help me understand why it's important. So in the issue there, for, for the folks who use, for example, there are people that use Yahweh. One of the main problems that we have is that you have four letters, yud Hey vav Hey. If you've got four letters, you've got to have three vowels. Yahweh is two vowels. And in Hebrew, with four letters, it just grammatically is a rule. It, it just doesn't work. Um, the issues of yeah, we find over and over again many, 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 many names that are in the Hebrew Bible that start with yeah. Uh, and the yeah, which is sort of like a short, it's called a, a shortened vowel, the real beauty in this whole thing is that his name with yeah, ho, and va, those three vowels, it just becomes, um, I, I can almost put it, it's poetic. Uh, I can, I can, I'll, I'll tell you something. Joseph, one of the things, and again, I'm hoping the people that are listening, we're going to tell them exactly where they can get this information, get the book, and sit down with it. But you know one of the things I've decided not to do in the last couple of years is I used to give what I call the quick answer. People would ask me, well, what about this, and what about that? And then I realized that the, the questions end up going so far that pretty soon you get lost. What I And the reason I was excited to do this interview with you is that I want to spur the listeners on to getting the book, getting the information, and the issue that you just brought up explained in detail, but also in a way that a person can understand it. The issues of history explained in detail, but also for people who want to understand it. Some of the issues of why there's four letters and three vowels explained in detail, but enough information so people can understand it. So today I thought about you, Joseph, and I just have to be honest. I thought about all the things that you've done, and I thought, you know, what I like about this, what, the way you called me is you said, Keith, 
I read the book again after seven years, and I want people to get this information for themselves. And I thought, you know what? I'm busy. I'm supposed to be on my way out of the country. I'm supposed. I'm going to be gone for several weeks. I said, but you know what? For Joseph, I will because your people are like the Bereans. They want to search the scriptures daily to see if what Joseph said is true. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. First of all, they're not. They're not my people. They're Jehovah's people. And but. Amen. Amen. But you're exactly right because, like, I want them. I want them to get this book. They, and and there's there's gems in here. And there, you know, like, is okay. So let me say, I'm I have taken on the policy in the last number of years, not to get upset when somebody says it a different way, to accept it. Yeah, absolutely. They they're at that level, and they still have some growing to do in my eyes, or maybe I have some growing to do in their eyes. But I'm not going to critique them. Or I remember my one of the my first year in Jerusalem in 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was no, no, 2005. My first year in Jerusalem, I was talking to this lady, and I just learned that his name was Jehovah or Yahweh. I'm sorry, Yahweh. I mm-hmm. never knew he had a name up until that time. I, I he was always God to me. I just he has a real name. Wow. So I started talking to this lady, and I started saying God, and then I started saying Jesus instead of uh, uh, Yeshua, and she yeah. stopped listening to me, and she almost turned me off of using the name right there. And I was so offended that she stopped listening to me, and then I would meet, you know, later on, years after that, a lot of these sacred namers that they just got to shove the name down your throat, and they were turning right. off Christianity in a big way. And that is not yeah. what I'm trying to do here. Not at all. And I don't no. think you do that. Um, but I, I do want people and to understand the history here because you do such a good job. You know what's interesting, Joseph? I, I, and that's, I'll tell you one of the reasons I wrote this book. Because I do think that this topic, you know, I had an encounter in, in, in uh, Israel, uh, three things. I talk about them all the time. God's time, which you know a lot about. God's Torah, which is the written word of God. And God's tetragrammaton, his four-letter name. And what I've de- decided to do for each of those three things if I never get another revelation, he gave me those three things, you know, to, 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 to do my best to understand about his time as Torah, his Tetragrammaton's name. So in, with the, what I love about this book, and I have to be honest with you, um, there's more revelation that's come up in the last few years. You wouldn't believe it. How many people around the world have changed their view? How many leaders are beginning to use his name? I got a call today from people in New Zealand who have a ministry through Europe. They called me from Jerusalem to ask me about something, and they signed their, their, their email to me saying, uh, may Yehovah bless you. These are people that five years ago or six years ago or ten years ago maybe wouldn't say anything at all like that. And we're seeing this happen everywhere. But here's my point. The reason that I'm encouraged and I'm excited and why I don't do the whole um, battle back and forth anymore, what I say to people is, here it is. I'm not saying this in arrogance. We've had people at the highest level and the lowest level of scholarship read this book. And I've had even Orthodox Jewish people read this book and say, okay, you got us. That's it. <laughs> I'm telling you now. I'm not kidding you. Uh, yeah. And so my point is that, that this is information that's available today that we didn't have 20 years ago. We didn't have it 30 years ago. Now we've got access to this information, according to Daniel. He says the information will increase. Mm-hmm. I believe this is God, Yehovah himself, causing his name to be known in, amongst the nations. The Malachi of, of uh, 
the message of Malachi about Elijah in the last days, the restoration of yeah. all things. And this is part of that. Amen. Now, Amen. Let's, that's my point. Let's change a little bit. I want to go on. There's one chapter here that you really blew me out of the water. I read it before. It didn't fizz on me. I just read it last week. And I'm, on, I'm higher than a kite about it. It's swearing in his name. Now, I, mean, I grew up thinking if you said GD or Jesus, <laughs> you know what, and I still can't mm-hmm. say that now. I used to get my mouth washed yeah. out of it if I did, but that I was going to hell if I said that. Mm-hmm. This was the third commandment all my life as I understood it. Mm-hmm. But you're showing us in your book that that's not it at all. Can you, can you talk about no. that a bit? I know we're going to get you know, the book, really but I want you to address that. Really, no, no, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that one up because that happens to be one that crosses over also in the New Testament. We won't discuss that right now, but this really is an example. You have in the Ten Commandments, you shall not, uh, you know, so you should, what does it say? Do not speak his name in vain or something. I don't even yep. know how it is in English anymore. Because <laughs> but, but what's really interesting is, uh, in fact, people can do something, uh, Joseph, uh, not to not to overly promote, but we have a series free called Scripture Bites, where I do uh, the ten matters that matter to God. It's on the Ten Commandments, and one of those episodes uh, has to do with this issue of swearing in His name, also, and it and it gives you some just biblical grammatical information with that. But this is a major, major one um, in that there has been a misunderstanding and a mistranslation of the issue of what it means in vain. And the, context, and the context of that, and so that what we really find is that what he's really saying is, you shall not lift up my name falsely. You shall not swear falsely in my name. And you think if, he, if that wasn't the truth, then there'd be confusion. Because he says, it, what is it in Jeremiah? He says, that, I wish they would learn to swear in my name like the, uh, like the other folks swear in the name of Baal. So that the Father says, if you could learn to swear in my name, I'll build you up. What does it mean to swear? You would learn to be able to make a vow, a promise, to say, if I say to you, Joseph, and I don't do this often, uh, but my wife knows this. When I learned this, I said, Andrea, uh, I don't do this lightly, but if you ask me something and I tell you I'm going to do it, uh, or if you say to me, did it really happen that way, Keith, when you were in this country, that such and such happened, and I say to her, Andrea, let me tell you something. I swear by his name that this is what happened. She doesn't even have any more conversation because she understands Ready for this? It is the only thing that if we were to lift up his name falsely, there's nothing that can be done about it. It's something that you don't want to do. So in other words, when you learn to swear in his name, you're built up because you're speaking truth. And that's the beauty of this whole thing is that he puts it in the Ten ten Matters, I call it the Ten Matters that Matter to him, that um, you shall not lift my name up falsely. You, You shall not say this. Yes. This is what happened, but you're lying. You just sent a no. chill through me when you said that about, you know, oh, you oh. swearing in his name to your wife that you were telling it. Like, I just, wow, that's, that is so terrifying no, for mean, me to do. Is, yeah, you don't, it's not something you play around with. But what's so beautiful about this, Joseph, is that what my Jewish brothers and sisters have done through tradition is they've made the name unapproachable. Yeah. So that's why they say Hashem. That's why they say Adonai. Uh, but even they say that when Messiah comes, we will begin to speak in his name again. The problem is this. They cannot point to a biblical truth that caused them to make the change. There was a time that they were speaking in his name. How do we know that? Because we can go to the book of Ruth, 
we find that Boaz is walking down the street and the workers are coming. And he says to them, Yehovah bless you. And they say, ah, Yehovah bless you too. They speak the name. It's Yudevave. So in scripture, we find that it was used even in common daily life. But then we find later now in, in Judaism where they don't even speak the name. They won't even approach the name. Now, I got to say something that's exciting about this. If we take scripture before agenda, we find that this is an invitation for Yehovah to his people to speak his name, to swear in his name, to live in his name, to walk in his name, to trust in his name, to run into his name for safety. And when you, when you, when you peel away tradition, which is what this book does, and get to truth, you just brought up one of the many things that, that I was arrested. I mean, I, I couldn't stop writing, Joseph. I, I literally was arrested when this was being worked out. So, again, I hope that people, um, even if they don't, I'll give you an example. I'm going to send you a link to Chapter 1 where they can just look, begin reading it on their own and, and see kind of what the approach is to this thing. We'll send it to you, and you can send it to them in a newsletter or something. Uh, it will give them a chance to get the, the spirit by which we are approaching this really holy and amazing topic that Yehovah has given us to, uh, to be personal. Okay, that, that'd be awesome. I'll put a link on that. I'll even include it in my newsletter, and I'll include this uh, podcast in the upcoming newsletter. So, but on this subject, Keith, of uh, yes. the third commandment, you know, speaking his name in vain, because I've had a thought, and I, I had the thought while I was reading your book, but, and you didn't say it. The, Paul talks about the unpardonable sin. And hmm. I think Jehovah says, those who take his name in vain, he will not forgive. Is this that unpardonable sin? Are these two things connected here? That's such a great question, Joseph. I actually thought about that. You know, and what, 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 you know, what Paul says is grieving the spirit, I believe. Um, blasphemy in spirit, or some, something as, as he, he talks about it. But what we know is that in the Tanakh, there is this one thing that he says, don't do this. <laughs> if you do this, I can't help you. Um, how Paul, I mean, Paul definitely knew that. Paul understood that. Uh, he knew that that was there. Did he add another one? Is there something else, or is it tied together? You know, that would be a great study. I'll be honest with you. That's not something I have, I have really... Um, taken apart, but I think that would be a really awesome study to see, is there a connection? Okay, well that was one of the things I was going to look at when I got home, but I've got sidetracked on a <laughs> number of other issues here, but mm -hmm. okay, so then let me let me get on to this other point that has given me grief over the last few years. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm going around and I'm trying to teach people to get back to keeping Torah, and there are yeah. lots of people coming out and they're excited. They've learned that, wow, it really isn't done away. It's not nailed to a tree. And then they're calling uh, Yeshua, Jesus, and, or, mm -hmm. and th we got the, you call them the Bible police or the Torah police. <laughs> yep. I think that's a great term. And the first thing they do is they tell him, no, his name is not Jesus. It's Yah, uh, Yeshua or Yeshua or something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, is, here's the question. Is it a sin to say the name Jesus once you know the truth? And I hope people will get my... I want you to give me the time to answer this question. Yes. Because this is this something is big. that I did that was a very big, very big controversy. In the back of my book, I wrote a chapter. It's called a bonus chapter. And the chapter is called, What About the Name Jesus? That's the bonus chapter. 
And you would not believe how many people get the book, and before they read anything else, they'll read that chapter. True story. They'll get the book, and there's a bonus chapter that says, what about the name Jesus? And they run to that, they go to the end of the book and read that, and then they wipe their brow and say, wow, I never knew that. So, for example, tying an earlier question that you brought up with what you're bringing up now. In Scripture, nobody argues this, what I'm about to tell you. There is a man in English whose name is Joshua. Can you say Joshua? Joshua. Okay. Nobody argues that we have the long, the lengthened name Joshua in the Old Testament, and that same name, which is the post-exilic name of Joshua, which is Yeshua. Both of his names, the long name, which is Yehoshua, or Yeshua, start the same two letters as the name Yehovah, Yud. Hey, I'm sorry, Yeshua, which is Yud, but it's got the uh, it's the same vowel under it, or Yehoshua, which has Yud Hey and then the vav with a with with a, with a, uh, an O sound. Nobody argues. No Jewish person, no one who reads Hebrew has any problem. In fact, today it's one of the names that has survived from the time of Moses. That if you go to Jerusalem today, you will see a street that will say Yehoshua. No one even argued. Yep, and it's spelled there, Yud, Hey, Vav, and then there's a Sheen and an Ayan or something like that. Yeah, an Ayan. Here's my point. Where did we get the name Jesus? We had the long name, Yehoshua, was strengthened to Yeshua, which then became Yeshu, which then became Yesus, which then became... In other words, the point is we have Greek to English to now that we call him Jesus. There's no J in the Hebrew language. There's no J in the Latin language. There's no J in the... A Greek language, there's no J in Aramaic. This is an anglicized form of a transliteration that goes back to back to back to back. What I do in this chapter is help people understand simply what his name, where the name comes from. Now, here's the controversy. Many people come out of their Christian background or they come out of whatever and they realize. My wife is one. When, the first, when she first learned that his, his original name wasn't Jesus, my wife said, I, I just don't want to call him Jesus anymore. And that's fine. You don't have to. But here's the point. In America, we speak the English language. We have example after example after example of English words that we use that are based on words from other languages. Jesus is simply, if, can I use this word carefully? It's simply a translation of a process from his original name put on his birth certificate, <laughs> if there was such a thing to the English uh, pronunciation of that name. That is the name Jesus. Now, there's... Well, I, well, well hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes. Are you telling yes. me that the King James 1611 version is not telling me the whole truth here? Yeah, well, it, it, it can only tell you what it can do. It only, I mean, as people don't, many people didn't know this, that English wasn't spoken back in the time of <laughs> Yeshua walking the streets, but they did their best that they could. But you but and I... Let me tell you what the King James okay, does ahead. do. Let me tell you what the King James does do that's amazing. I think it's, and I have this in my book, I want to say it's uh, Hebrews uh, 4.12 or something like, I'm sorry, I don't have it right off the top of my head, where it says, speaking of Joshua, in the New Testament two times, in the King James Version, Joshua is called Jesus. In the New Testament. Joshua himself, in the New Testament, is called Jesus. Not because they got confused, but because that is what Joshua's name would be transliterated into the English language. Jesus. 
So <laughs> some people think, well, wait a minute, hold on. You're telling me that the Hebrew name Joshua would be translated today or transliterated into the name Jesus? Well, we find it twice in the King James. Now, when the NIV comes around, they decided, look, this is confusing. We can't do this. So they call him Joshua. But you, if you've got a King James Bible, I have it in, this, uh, in my book. And we'll tell you what we'll do, Joseph, is we'll put those two verses there so people can see them where the King James translators got it right. They basically transliterated his name from Joshua to Jesus. I got what it would be. I got to go look that up. I have that on my other computer, and I don't want to make too much noise here trying to find <laughs> it. But I got to go look that yeah, up. That's, that's exciting. I'll so now, okay, so there's some people out there that swear that the only Bible you can use is the King James 1611 version. And I just wanted to point yeah. that out that, okay, but I want to make sure that people understand it's not a sin to say the name Jesus. Oh, my goodness. How can you? I mean, it, it, that's like, you know, I'll tell you an example. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, let's use the name uh, Paul. We call him Paul. And some people say, well, we, we shouldn't call him Paul. We should call him Shaul or we should call him Saul. We shouldn't call him Paul. I, I mean, James, his name probably, his name, James, the name, English name James would have been Yaakov or Jacob. Why is it James? That's, the English comes along and they said, well, you know what? We're going to call Jacob. We're going to honor the king. We'll call him James. His name's really Jacob. It should be Jacob. <laughs> there, and my point is, I don't want to make light of this because I know it's very serious for people. But the reason I put this bonus chapter in there is because it is one of these things that the spiritual border control, patrol and the religious police hit us over the head with without understanding. And what I want to do is help people understand. I do not uh, condemn people for calling Jesus, Jesus, even though they don't understand where it comes from. And I know I'll get in trouble, so people will listen to this. I can't believe he said that. Yeah. On the oh, air, on the air life. But uh, the reason I bring that up is because I also don't want people to be afraid to, to use the name Jesus or to use the name Yeshua or whatever version you're using. I want people to understand. Because you can be consistent. Sorry? I said being consistent and understanding why. That's why I wrote the chapter. Yeah, that's right. Just know why. Just know why. That's all. Just know why. It, and yeah. again, you explain this so well, and that's why I bring it up now. You explain it so well. It's, we're all at different stages of understanding. Some people are well down the road. Some people are just starting out, and they're trying to catch up as fast as possible. And we become, as part of our growth process, we become those Torah police where you can only use certain version that you understand at this moment, or you cannot say the name Jesus anymore because that's your understanding at this moment. And we got to give those people time to grow and, and other Amen. people time to understand. To, and I've, I've been on that side, and I, I'm ashamed to admit it. I may have done that, and I regret it now. But you know, Joseph, that's the, gra that's the grace. You know, one thing that I did, I did a television sh uh, show uh, on his Hollywood name. It was a 12-episode television show. Um, and after the eighth or seventh show, they canceled it. And they canceled it for one reason, not because I was, they, it was popular, it was going well. But the problem was that there were some people that were nervous about the fact that I had brought the manuscripts into the studio. And the two manuscripts that I was using, the Leningrad, which is every Old Testament today is, English Old Testament is based on the Leningrad manuscript. We find his name Yehovah written fully with consonants and vowels over 50 times. The Aleppo Codex, which we have also found the name written with consonants and vowels as Yehovah in that manuscript. And what these people had an agenda with, not the television station, but the people that were nervous, 
They were nervous because I was giving access to information that was different than what they wanted people to know. So what we ended up doing is we took that 12-episode television series, we compacted, we, we, we com- made it a companion series along with the book. And one other thing we did, Joseph, is we gave 80 different names that we uh, descriptions, I'm sorry, 80 different descriptions are connected names with Yehovah that we find in Scripture as a devotional um, CD with music. So basically, what I love about this little package is, one, there's the television show about the name where you get to see it with your eyes and your ears and listen to it. There's the book, you get a chance to read it. And then there's this um, CD that is included with the book where you can listen to his name. Uh, And and I would just say to you... Let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you. Because okay, I've got the manuscript, and it's got the CD in the back, and I remember I, I wanted to listen to it, but I was away last week. I haven't listened to it yet, but I listened to it when you first brought it. I loved it, and but it's yeah. with, with the manuscript. Now, is that included with the book? Yeah, absolutely. It's included with the book. Um, so you have the book, the CD, where you can you can look at these uh, names. Uh, I mean, it's, they're, such, they're so powerful. I mean... Yehovah Rofeka, Yehovah who heals you. I mean, I've prayed for people in that name. I mean, and, and I, you know, I don't like to, you know, <laughs> go too far, but all I would say is you see example after example of his name being tied to powerful descriptions of who he is and his character. And so there's 80, 80 of those, uh, one connected to the title Elohim, and another 40 connected to the title Elohim, and 40 connected to the name Yehovah. And you get to learn those and apply those into your life. So that's included with the book. But we now also have at our in, in BFAInternational.com, we actually now have uh, a, a package that includes the television series for people who, who learn by listening and seeing, the book where you learn by reading, and then the CD where you learn by hearing. So really, we cover the bases for people that are really serious about this, Joseph and now, we'll put the information there so that they can see where to get it and that sort of thing. But I really, really want to say to you um, what I appreciate about the first time I talked to you about this and the journey you've been on. You've always come back and said this, Keith, is there more information? We, is there more information? And the information that we now have, it's freeing. That's all I can say. It's freeing to people to see it beyond someone's opinion. This is not opinion. This is based on the information we have that we can see for ourselves. I have your book here in front of me, and I've had it here on the same page the whole time we've been talking. And I wasn't going to get into this, but you've just brought it up, the power of the name. That's, you know, chapter 5, the hay in front of me. <laughs> so, okay, you know, we've, I try and keep these shows about a half hour or between a half hour and an hour, not like my uh, weekly newsletter that go on forever. But the, can you... Talk about the power of the name. I think people already know that, but tell us more about the power of the name, about the power of saying his name, of, of praying in his name, of talking to him by his name, instead of me calling you Kurt or, or Karen or whatever your name is. Can, can you address that? Can you just do that? You know, it's interesting you, you, you bring that up, and I, I think that um, a lot of what people will understand is this. There's a simple, very well-known story that I think probably captures the power's name more than anything else. And that is when Moses was being prepared for his mission. And his mission was going to be to go back and help these people come out of bondage 
And Moses asked the question that Joseph has asked, and I've asked, and many people asked that are listening. What is his name? He says, he says, no, he says, so they're going to say to me, what is his name? What name should I give him? And the answer that Yehovah gives is so powerful that if you don't slow down and catch it, you'll miss it. He literally says this, tell them he was, he is, he shall be. <laughs> Let me say this again. Tell them the one who was, the one who is, and the one who shall be. Grammatically, his name means past, present, and future. So somebody's listening right now, Joseph, who's really struggling with their future. Somebody's listening right now who's in trouble today, present. Someone is struggling with guilt and shame about their past. His name covers all three levels of time. <laughs> it's so powerful. It's so powerful that his name, is, it covers eternity. It, the meaning of his name means he was, he is, he shall be. Okay, Keith, you're, about that. you're saying that. I'm trying to understand what you're saying, and I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of the new person that's first time listening to this. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I, that's beyond my capability of, 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 of understanding. Yes, yeah, so here's what happens. In the English Bible, they caught one of the dimensions of his name. If you watch the Ten Commandments, it says, I am <laughs> that I am. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you shall tell the people. And then he puts yud hey vav hey, He was, he is, he shall be. The very meaning of his name, yud hey vav hey, those four Hebrew letters with those three uh, uh, vowels, when we speak that name, we're literally tapping into his character, who he is. Think about this. When he said to Moses, tell them in Hebrew, uh, I, I am who I am, or I shall be who I shall be, and then goes on to say, thus you shall say, he's covering all of time. And again, this is a, it's a Hebrew, it's, it's understanding a little bit about the root, every, every Hebrew letter, every Hebrew word has a root. Well, the root of his name is based on this idea of was, is, and shall be. It doesn't get any more powerful than that. That means he's so big, he's so amazing, he's so awesome. You want to talk about the past, Joseph, where you come? You want to talk about, you always talk about being the ditch. I'm a ditch digger. I, I'm just a ditch. No, no, no. He's with you in the ditch. He already sees your future. That's who he is. I mean, I get so excited about that, I can't even contain it. And then he begins to give descriptions about what he does in his name. He's a strong tower. He's a rock. You know, I mean, he's a fortress. I mean, it, listen, like I say, I could preach and talk and get excited about it. But ultimately, what I want people to do is what you did. <laughs> Sit down with the book. It's how the name revealed again. Get the information if they can. Get the television series. Get it all. Okay, and Keith, just take your time and enjoy it. Tell them Tell them where, where do we get this from? Where can we order the so, book? Uh, so we have a... I gotta tell you I'm gonna put the exciting. links on the on the website. But the guy driving down the road right now, what's he gonna driving down the road? He can go on his cell phone. He can go on his cell phone. Don't well, not while he's driving, but go to BFA Biblical Foundations Academy BFAInternational.com. Go to the store. But before you go to the store, there are three doors on the front of our website. God's time. There's a clock. God's Torah. There's a Torah scroll. God's tetragrammaton. His four letter name. Go through that door. 
and you'll see the first chapter of the book. There'll be a presentation about his name. We've we've done so much, Joseph, and you 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 know you know about that. We've been around each other for years. You've seen a lot of this stuff, but now it's available on the website. As you know, how important it is and powerful. If you've got a good website and you can give people the information, which you you've got you know great videos about what you do. But the nice thing is they can go to the store um, at bfainternational.com. They can get the book. They can get the television series. There's a CD with the book. I even have an updated teaching from one of the scholars in Israel who, ah, so many amazing things. And then I hope you'll do this. I hope that you will invite Nehemiah to be on the same podcast to talk about what he's discovered in the last few months. It's amazing. Further confirms what we stepped out by faith, what I stepped out on by faith, what he stepped out on by faith. But now there's so much information, it's going to be tough for people who want to argue against it because it's mounting. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's almost to the point where you can't, it, it, it's just, it's, it, there's a mountain of information now. Yeah, it's a, and again, brethren, this book, uh, like I said, Keith gave it to me in 2010, 2011. Uh, I read it. It was it was a hard pill to swallow for me at that time because of where I was. I just read it again last week, and although I already knew some of this stuff, there are still a lot of pearls in here. And I use that, you know, I, I advocate that you know I want my my those people that are listening to me to grow. I want to feed my sheep, and the only two programs I've ever recommended is uh, Torah Pearls, Prophet Pearls, and Nehemiah's Wall, and this book and Nehemiah's books. And I've sent those to people in other countries who needed them to, to teach about them, not because I want them to be in Joe Dumont's flock. I want the people that, right. are learn, that are learning to grow to walk side by side with me, not me in front, not them behind or them in front, because we're all learning together. And yes. I, like, Keith, I'm hiring a kite here. You know, I know I got to close out the program, but I don't want to. <laughs> so, but. Well, let me let me give you a ver- let me give a verse to the people. I think that uh, I think the people will, will appreciate. Uh, this is in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah fifty-two, uh, ten. It says, "Therefore, this is Yehovah speaking. My people shall know my name. Oh. Therefore, in that day, I am the one who is speaking. Hineni, here I am, is what it says in English. And and what he's saying is, listen, in that day." My people are going to know my name. And when they know it, I am the one who's speaking. So, Joseph, I think the beauty of what's happening right now is you're being used. I hope I'm being used. Others are being used to bring this information around the world. And, and people are, are having an encounter with him. This is just the vehicle. You're the vehicle. I'm the vehicle. Yep. But ultimately, it's him is the one who's the one who's speaking. So I, I just am encouraging the, uh, people to, as I say, get the information and learn for yourself and the challenge still stands. Please, if you use another pronunciation, just know where it comes from. And if you learned it from someone, ask them to say this. Can you show it to me in a manuscript? Yeah. I just want to see it. And, and, and I've not, no one has come forward that with, with, with another option in the manuscripts. Well, okay. Um, I want to thank you. I, you know, tremendously from the bottom of my heart, I well, thank I, you for coming on here. Uh, do you want to tell them where you're going? Do you want to do a little ad for where yeah, you're going? Yeah, I would ask, ask, ask for people's prayers. Uh, uh, I'm actually going to be in the Far East. Uh, I'll be in Singapore, and I'll be in China and mainland China, actually. Uh, really interesting. I know if we have one more minute, one of the most amazing things, one of the most ancient societies we have 
that's still around is the Chinese, uh, the Chinese people. Around it, they were around at the time of Moses. It's really funny in their Bibles. <laughs> guess how they pronounce the name of God? <laughs> they pronounce it Yehovah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So anyway, I'm there. I'll be there. I'm going to be speaking at a conference in Singapore. I would ask people to pray. We're we're going through some really wonderful uh, doors that are opening as you are around the world. And so God's name, His His time, His Torah is being. Um, is really opening doors in, in places that I would have never thought that I would be. But uh, it's been it's it's been amazing. I'll be back uh, working on a, uh, some more work on the Red Letter series, which is uh, the words of Yeshua that we found in Hebrew Matthew, uh, which is a, a second phase to a series that exists right now. That's also free for people uh, at bfainternational.com. So I'm going to be traveling. Hopefully, Joseph, you and I will be in Israel together. I'd love to be with you. You do some amazing things, and I hear about you all the time. So well, I'll say, do you know Joseph Dumont? <laughs> I say, yeah, I know Joseph. I know Grandpa. Uh, very good. We have, I actually have a tour uh, lined up for Sukkot this year. Uh, we're going around. Last year we went to Joshua's altar, and this year we're going to all the Gilgal sites. The Gilgal sites are the places really? where the, the uh, tabernacle rested throughout Israel before they came down and set it up at... Um, Oh, I just had a uh, brain cramp here. Um, yeah. Uh, where it was for 300 years, where was the ox cart left from? Rabbi uh, Ellie was there. Anyway, we're going to all the Gilgal sites. We're even going over to Jordan, and we're going to see them and then come back. And I'm going to take you around Jerusalem and show you there. So now, Keith, thank you so very much for doing this with me. I, I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Joseph. Would you honor us? And close out in prayer to our Father, Jehovah. Yes, I will. Jehovah, I want to thank you so much for technology and for getting this worked out uh, with Joseph and the recording. The people that are listening today, the people that will listen tomorrow, the people that will listen maybe a year from now, we pray that you would soften their hearts, open their ears, open their eyes, and let them encounter you the way you describe yourself through your name. We pray that this information would be uh, continually uh, massaged if there's other things that we need to know and find out. But in the meantime, give us uh, humility, give us grace, and give us mercy, Yehovah, that we would be able to walk out uh, this your will, uh, your way according to your word and what you say about yourself. May your name go forth in power, and may people uh, just experience you in both the love and the awesomeness of your name. And it is in your name that we come and that we pray right now. Amen. Amen. So, brethren, pray that I recorded this properly and don't delete it before I get it on the air. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much, Thank Pete. You, brother. Shalom. Bye-bye. It is because of listeners like you who have had the foresight to both pray for us and financially support this program that have allowed us to continue to teach others who are still looking for these truths. Because you have paid it forward, many are now able to hear this message and to learn these truths about the sabbatical and jubilee cycles along with the magnificent prophecies which could only be revealed in these very last days. When you support our efforts financially today, we are able to produce more radio and video teachings that help others who are waking up and beginning to look for the God that warned us of these curses that are already happening on the nightly news and of even worse, what is yet to come. You can send your support by going to our support page at www.sidedmoon.com or by mailing checks, bank drafts, or money orders made out to Joseph F. Dumond, P.O. Box 21007, R.P. 
Rodeo, 151st Street, Orangeville, Ontario, Canada, L9WS3O. On behalf of those yet to be called, we thank you for helping us get this end time warning out. 